On this week's episode of True Story Bro, guys, look at J.J. Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals. How does that look for J.J.? How does that look for the team? Um, you had some opinions on that. Talk about uh, other interesting stuff happening in the NFL, like Alex Smith leaving the Washington football team, how the free agent market looks, um, and just a nice little discussion on that. Then the, we move over to hockey. Talk a little bit about uh, Patrick Kane hitting 400 points, all that kind of stuff, the rookie discussion. And uh, we're also halfway through the season for hockey, so the boys gave their picks as to who wins what award. Also looking through the All-Star game for basketball, spring training coming in in the MLB, and uh, taking a look at what's happening in the world of football and all that Followed up with uh, Parley Party and Give Me the Week here on True Story, bro. So enjoy. <laughs> es hora de comer. Es hora de comer. Es hora de comer. Let's do it. All right, so welcome to another your story, bro. Ray Dog, how's it going, big man? Good. Well, how about yourself? I am just living the dream. So, a lot happened since uh, last week's episode. Last week was fun. We should record. It we should a person soon. Um, For sure. And may I also remind you, we're getting close to St. Patty's Day. It's Shammer season. We're uh, officially 15 days away now, right? Because today's the second. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's the second. But that doesn't mean that it's it, it's still shammer season. And still shammer season. I'm going to make every day to go and buy a new uh, shamrock shake. So I was going to say that's what they have, yeah. A uh, whole lot of stuff to get into. Uh, what do you what do you want to dive into first? Do you want to go big and go back to the NFL again? Yes. Okay. So, sure. Why not? Uh, so, free agency. It is a raging fire that has us talking about it constantly. And this time, the biggest name in free agency has finally picked their destination. JJ Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals for two years. And Ray Dog, this guy does not want to win. He just hates being a Houston Texan, and he just wants his money. Yeah. Well, it's it's that, and I think he's back with D Hop, and you know, uh, obviously, I think the Cardinals are a, a team that can turn things around here, and uh, they're a team of the future, obviously. And uh, he really helps the the defense because they have uh, now him and. Uh, What's his name? Chandler Jones. And he's like one of the best pass rushers in the league, I believe. Yeah. And plus that secondary that um, Arizona has is, is pretty scary too. It's always, they're always pretty tough to go up against. Yeah. Buda Baker. He's another good guy. Another good, uh, I believe he plays safety maybe. Yeah. He's free safety. 
He's yeah. somewhere in the secondary anyways. Yeah, uh, Buda Baker's, you know, a sick player. But I still I, – I just – I don't think that this does any difference for the for, for the Cardinals. Like, I, I think I was texting you about it earlier. Like, I honestly yeah. think that they just go from – what was their records? Nine and seven? I thought it was eight and eight or something. Like, the, I, I literally think they go, like, nine and seven. Do they, do they fight for a wild card? Yeah, sure, maybe. At, at the most. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I respectfully disagree with that one. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really think this improve. Like, obviously, this improves the defense and it makes things a whole lot interesting because that division is really intriguing on its own. Because you got what you got, uh, you got Los Angeles, you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals. The Seahawks and the 49ers. Yeah, they're yeah, eight and eight last Yeah, so you so you're battling so adding just JJ Watt in a division with the Seahawks, the 49ers, like like so here, I'll 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 t- I'll to pre- to predict how this goes now for the Cardinals. With the addition yeah. of J.J. Watt, do you think that the Arizona Cardinals are better than the San Francisco 49ers? Better than the San Francisco 49ers now or healthy San Francisco 49ers? Like week one, 2021, do you think that the Cardinals, like, do you think the Cardinals are better now that they have J.J. Watt than the San Francisco 49ers? It, it it really all depends where the 49ers go here. And I know the, because I mean they they could lose a couple like a couple guys this offseason and uh it depends how they're feeling with Garoppolo. So as of right now with all the facts I have, I'm going with the Cardinals are better Okay. To okay. That's 2021. That's solid. I can make a compelling argument. You you can make a compelling argument that the Cardinals are um uh-huh. But that 49er offense, whenever it's healthy, it's going. Like they, yeah, they they have they have a lot of potential. I think this year was kind of a write off year just because you didn't have Jimmy G. Um, yeah. Now, do you think that the Cardinals with JJ Watt are better than the Rams? No. Fox. No. So. I don't know. I, I and I can't really blame. Like, if the Cardinals were in literally any other division, well, then maybe this would help them. But this, like, just just looking at this division, it's the tough. It looks like the toughest division in football. Yeah, it is the toughest division in football because you got three teams that are consistent playoff yeah. candidates going in yeah. every year. Just. Arizona, for me, is the worst. Well, I mean, it all depends on what J.J. Watt wants, right? You know, yeah. he obviously just wants to play with D-Hop and be on a young team with some fat pocket and, and money and, you know, buzz off, right? <clears throat> and yeah. for me, I J.J. Watt's position my my team to go to is a team that's going to win or a team that's in a win-now mode or a team that's one J.J. Watt away from being in the Super Bowl. Like, I would have thought that, you know, the Bills would have been a great 
candidate, sort of, uh, sort of the the Browns. We were talking about who great candidates yeah. would have been, and if you would have told me the Cardinals were gonna get JJ Watt, I probably would have thought that you were a moron. Exactly. So I don't know. I I see the Cards fighting for a playoff spot. I don't see them in one. Yeah. And and if they even do make it to the playoffs, I don't even see them getting past the wild card round. It's really disappointing. Like I wish JJ Watt went to a different team just so like it could be a much more like juicier, you know, a, a much more intriguing story. Because yeah. we're when you talk about the teams that we thought that JJ Watt would go to, if we talk about Buffalo. Buffalo, well, then that's very intriguing because now the Bills just lost Matt Milano, who is probably one of the most underappreciated defensive players in the league. And then they get J.J. Watt, and now things heat up because they're going to go and and try to get revenge on the Chiefs. If uh, Who else do we say? We said Cleveland. Well, then the AFC North just got a whole lot tougher to play in now um yeah. we also said green yeah, bay we said green bay too green if green bay gets jj watt i think they content they're a lock for a super bowl a super bowl or bust now yeah and if who else do we say oh excuse me um you know literally like there, there's so many good there's so many better teams other than the Cardinals. But anyways, it, whatever. As long as J.J. Watt's happy, I guess. I just – that now J.J. Watt just annoys me. Like, all right, go make your money. Be a fucking sellout. Go go host Ultimate Tag or something. Like, you know, <laughs> obviously you don't care about winning. Obviously you just want that guap. But this this is what he said. He said he said uh, Kyler Murray's a young, extremely talented quarterback. And when he was talking to him, he said, "I'm here because I believe in you." That was his reasons for going there. I don't <laughs> like the running game sucks. So so here's how complete this Cardinals team is. The running game stinks. Um, yeah, who they have? They have Kenyon Drake. Like Kenyon Drake is your Best is running, running back. back is your best <laughs> running back. That's saying something like 4.7 yards per attempt. That's mid. That's mid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like Kyler Murray. I'm a Kyler believer. I think that that he can. I think he can do great things, but he needs options. Like he, him throwing. Like eventually, here's yeah. what I, here's my take on it. Um, D Hop won't be able to just like catch it through, catch the ball through four different corners and safeties every time. You know what I mean? Like those plays, eventually everyone's gonna catch on and be like, huh, maybe, maybe we should get our hands in front of his face, try to whack that ball away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and. Who else does D Hop have once he's like 
who else does Kyler Murray have whenever he's not throwing D Hoff the ball? Like Christian Kirk doesn't really cut it for me. They have Larry Fitzgerald, but they don't even know if he's coming back yet. He was asked to. They don't days know if Larry Fitzgerald is coming back. They have an old Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's still, still really good. <laughs> still a better wide receiver than I will ever be, but it's not the same yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. And when it comes to a guy as old as Larry, all it takes is one big hit and he is gone. But the guy still does have. More... Still has more tackles in his career than drops, and that's facts. That's true. That's Larry, the craziest stat I've ever seen in my life. Larry does have glue hands. Yeah, I could see where the potential is though in in yeah the Cardinals because they had a winning record at the bye week. Yeah, they were five and two at the bye week. They were six and the the. They they were six and three whenever they had that um that last minute whenever D Hop just like mossed the entire Buffalo Bills defense. Yeah. Like they were six and three and then they dropped three straight, went to six and six, then one two straight, and you're like, Okay, maybe the cards have it figured out. Then they went and played the Niners and the Rams and got bonked both times. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I I just I'm a believer in Kyler and I love D Hop, but I feel like Arizona is just it's not a good location. Like you're not gonna win any football you're well, you're not gonna have any winning football seasons. No. I think the best they're ever like I think it's even a stretch to say they go ten and six. Like nine and seven for me, I'm like like, oh, may I also add that J.J. Watt keeps getting hurt as well. Like, I saw yeah. Like I saw how much Arizona was paying for J.J. Watt, and I couldn't help but think, oh, great, you spent 30-some million dollars on two and seven seasons. You bought, yeah, exactly. you bought yourself and you bought yourself an extra win. Great job, Arizona. And like a lot of people were saying, they thought it would be a ten million deal over two years, even like, and they were thinking that was a stretch, maybe, and like a playoff team, like, uh, you know, like uh, obviously the Bills or the Packers could get them and for a cheap price, and still to be build other pieces around them. When the Cardinals are just giving up money, um, and the, where they could be getting other guys with this money, they're like just giving it all to JJ Watt. And they're just like, yep, let's go in nine and seven season. Here we come. Yeah, fuck yeah, for real. Let's <laughs> let's steal. Let's sneak our way into the last wild card position and have everyone complain about um, us not uh, have everyone complain about why we shouldn't be in the playoffs because we were nine and seven. Um, I don't know. Like, it's definitely intriguing, and. You know, and I and I don't think, and you could say, hey, maybe they get the band back together and they throw their hat in the Deshaun Watson race. A, um, yeah. Deshaun Watson would have yeah, just that too, yeah. Deshaun. If Deshaun Watson goes to Arizona, he's just going to a Houston, another version of the Houston Texans, but just a little better. 
Um, he's getting the band back together. Like he has no one to throw to other than D Hop, and they just have a pretty good, pretty good defense. Like I, like I think that JJ Watt's contract is a bit of an overdoing on Arizona's part. Like, yeah, I would, I, I think JJ is definitely worth a lot of money. He's, um, he's very talented, and he's proven that year after year. But his injury, obviously, his history with injuries, and you can't really. Like, when he's in the lineup, he's fantastic. But when he's out of the lineup, the team's always really hurt, and you can see that. Yeah. So, that makes me nervous. Like, I feel like the tight air of the cards just paid $30 million over two years just for, like, a guy who's going to play, I don't know, eight games maybe in one season. But, hey, maybe J.J. Watt turns on the switch, and so does the rest of the Cardinals. Because, obviously... Um, in in any pro sport, whenever a star player comes to a team, especially a team that doesn't have that good of a a record recently, you start to feel pretty good about yourself. And I would be yeah. surprised to see the cards start to feel themselves, start to feel a little good about themselves, and then they just um, you know, they 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 win some games and. Maybe they hold on to a winning record. Who knows? Yeah, I, th- I think it's beneficial for them, and it allows them to have the ball in Kyler's hands more more of the time, having a better defense. Yeah, you can get some. I don't know how else. much it improves the defense, but uh, if they can add a couple more pieces here, they can definitely be a a playoff team next year. N- no doubt about that. Yeah, I think they can. Like that's probably their ceiling. I I'm looking mm-hmm. at it very pessimistically, and I'm like. The best that they can do with if they if they have JJ Watt on their team and they go, okay, yeah, no, we're set. We're not gonna do any other big moves. Um, yeah. Well, then, I don't know. I I think they're they're ceiling. Like if they just stick with the team they have now and say, okay, these are our guys. Their ceiling is like a lower seed team, like anywhere between fourth seed and sixth seed. And their floor is like eight and eight. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot of, uh, I don't have too much faith in the Cardinals. Cause if you didn't, cause the Cardinals didn't have as good of a team, the Cardinals haven't really made any big splashes. They haven't really made any big changes, and they went from being six and three at week to eight and eight yeah. at the end of the season. So I don't know. I'm not super optimistic just because the Cards have shot the bed. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, also, Alex Smith getting um screwed over by the football team. Yeah. And now he's uh he's been released. What are your thoughts? Well, um I I kind of saw it coming, you know. He wasn't really in the plans and uh when they came back it was kind of shocking I think for everybody and uh no one expected him to be here. But he did help them get to the wild card game against obviously the Buccaneers and uh they did pretty well in that game and uh, put up a good fight. 
He's 36 years old, though, and I think he was making like 15, 16 mil a year. So it kind of makes sense for the organization to get rid of him. But uh, I feel for the guy, and hopefully he can find a good destination to be either uh, fighting for a job or being a good backup and uh, help the best for him, obviously. Oh, I definitely think that Alex Smith can can be a reliable backup. He could be someone that he can – like if if my QB went down and I had Alex Smith going in, I'd feel comfortable. I'd sleep easy at night. I would too. Um, but man, is Taylor Heineke like that impressive? Like that's what I myself like. You don't really have much for a starting QB, and yeah, you just like so. There's two things that I'm looking at whenever it comes to. Uh, the football team releasing Alex Smith, and I'm and I'm saying to myself, okay, so either these guys are gonna something in in the quarterback market. Maybe they're gonna see if they can go get a Mitch Trubisky, go get a go get a Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, maybe trade their entire future for for Deshaun Watson. Who knows? <clears throat> it would be hilarious to see Deshaun Watson leave the Houston Texans and go to the Washington football team. That sounds comedic. Yeah. Me. But hey, you know what? So there's there's a lot of teams talking here how someone drafting a quarterback in the top ten might be wise to go out and get Smith because obviously he's been been a great quarterback in the league and he as Patrick Mahomes said last year during the Super Bowl, he said, I learned a lot from Alex. Um, he's a big part of my success early on. And then he tried to mentor, obviously, uh, what's his name? The guy that uh, what the fuck's his name? Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Tried to teach him, but obviously that didn't go very well because he didn't fucking listen to anybody. He was just too busy in the strip clubs. Yeah, too busy um, being a fucking moron. <laughs> but yeah, if like a team like Jacksonville could get him. And uh, I think, uh, oh, yeah, Smith was actually had Urban Meyer as a coach in college, too. So yes, I think so. that can be a good fit if you have someone like Trevor Lawrence coming in or even a Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields, if a team drafts one of them, have a guy like Alex Smith come in and teach them the ropes and kind of guide a young quarterback, I think would be great. Yeah, and I say, hey, if, if Alex Smith goes to uh, – goes to – Jacksonville, like you said, well, then how about Washington goes and gets Gardner Minshew? Because I think Gardner Minshew, he's pretty good. Like, yeah. whenever we talk about, like, the lower tier, like, not shit, but, like, not great quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew is in that category. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, the better – he's kind of, like, the best quarterback in that tier. Like, yeah, I would almost put him in, like, categorize him as pretty good if he had the weapons. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you want to do a um, quick quarterback tier list? <laughs> who's left? Who could? Well, I I think two things. They either try to they either throw their hat in the quarterback ring, like we've been talking about. Yeah. Or I say they hang on to Taylor Heineke, and they're pretty impressed because he was pretty impressive. Like I would at least give. Well, oh, I think a he's shot. their guy. I think he's their guy. What did they get? Just give him like eight mil a year or some shit. Something like Something that. Something like that. I think we. And I mean, for a quarterback, paying eight million dollars is like kind of small, considering 
what every other quarterback um gets, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. What like you mean. I like, you know, it's kind of high reward, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just what what quarterbacks are available still? Like free agents wise. Um I'm trying to think who's be free agent. Um, by the looks of it here, we got Jacoby Brissett, and Andy Dalton, um, Fitzmagic. Ooh, could you imagine Fitzmagic in DC? Ooh, that would be nice. That dude would just like Ryan Fitzpatrick would just throw footballs like. He'd just, like, pull some, like, 40-yard pass out of his ass and go, like, fuck it, Terry, Terry McLaurin's down there somewhere. I'd honestly love for the Patriots to try to get him. To get Fitz? Yeah. I think you need, like, I don't think Fitz is that good of a starter, man. Like, he he's, he's come in and, I don't know, like, I'm not too sold on Fitz just because he doesn't really have the stamina – yeah, the Stanima to play one good full season. Yeah. Okay, so there's also Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, these are guys that could be on the move. Uh, Derek Carr, you got Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. Those are guys you could trade for. Yeah. I could see Washington entertaining a deal for, like, I keep mentioning uh, Jameis Winston. I think he deserves another chance as a starter. Um, You know, I think that they can make a trade. Well, see, like, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like the only thing that the football team could go for in a trade without giving up a whole lot is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. If you need a yeah. starter, if Heineke doesn't work out, I think the only thing you can trade without giving up the whole farm is, is Mitch Trubisky because I don't, I don't think the Falcons, I think the Falcons should draft a quarterback because they have what? Six pick. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Fifth or six. Yeah. I think the Falcons should draft a quarterback. I don't think they yeah. will though. Probably not. So I think Matt Ryan's going to hold on. They're going to ask a lot for Matt Ryan. You know, just, um, I don't know. I, I honestly think the football team sticks with Heineke. You know, yeah. he's kind of proved himself in the last few games. Why not give it a shot? Why not Why not see where it goes and, and, and see if he exactly. can figure shit out? Because yeah i I liked what I saw in the playoffs, and hey i I know we've seen guys bring in a get brought in as starters in the playoffs and then they shit the bed whenever they do get um another starting job after the playoffs. They just did really well in the playoffs because they were fired up, but I think it's kind of you know, like a goalie in the h l yeah exactly Honestly. like Andrew Hammond like um yeah. I think. Heineke can really take this opportunity and run here because he was also impressive in the regular season. He has starts under his belt. Um, 
you know, people know what he can do. So I think, I think he finds success in Washington. And I also want to see him find success in Washington. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, Talking about other quarterbacks, you mentioned Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott wants to be paid the same as Mahomes. Dog, do you think he should be paid the same as Mahomes? Or he, he didn't say the same. He said behind, right behind, right Mahomes. behind. So do you? Right behind. So do you think Deshaun Watson is worth um, less than or equal to? Like, do you think Deshaun Watson is less than or equal to? Um, $50 million? You mean Dak Prescott? Or Dak Scott? Or... Uh, no. No, he's not. I don't think so either. I think that Dak Prescott's definitely worth a lot of money, though. Because he's very good at... He is. He is a... You know, I don't think he's an average NFL quarterback. I think he's very good at his job. He just got... And you can never blame yeah. a guy for injuries. Like... No, and it, like the guy was hurt. The guy was hurt for two weeks and still was like the fucking passing leader in the whole NFL. Yeah, and he snapped his ankle on like the third week or something. Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, I feel bad for Dak. I kind of feel bad because it's almost seems like Jerry Jones has been stabbing Dak Prescott in the back. Like, if if you think about it, how many years ago, if Tony Romo would have asked, do you think that? Jerry Jones would have given Tony Romo that much money? Probably not. Really? Oh, Tony? Uh, yes. I feel like he would have too. He probably would have. Yeah. Because he he's known for that. He's known for giving guys that he believes in really silly contracts. And he had this weird attraction to Tony Romo, even though the whole knock on Tony Romo is that he can do a good job in the regular season, but once he gets to the playoffs, he shits the bed. And there's always guys that are, and there's guys that are as good as Tony Romo that like managed to get over the hump, but Tony Romo never did. Tony Romo stayed shit in the playoffs. So I think, you know, so and there's always been tension around Dak Prescott being the starting guy in Dallas. Like whenever Dak came in at first, Jerry was like, was constantly talking to the media about all oh, wanting to, you know, make sure Tony stays healthy so that he can come back in and what have you and all that yeah. stuff. And I don't know. I don't, I just don't think that, I can't see Dak in a cowboy uniform. Like, if you're Dak, no. like, if Dak Prescott is staying in a cowboy's uniform, what is he doing? There are yeah. so many other teams that are in um, competitive positions right now that just need a good quarterback to be throwing the ball around, and they're, and, and they're set. And I think, like, and you start to think of teams like that, like, I think Chicago could easily have a winning a record, a winning record. I, I, I think Chicago doesn't could definitely go like ten and six or eleven and yeah. five with Dak Prescott at the helm because they have a lot of offensive weapons and their defense is pretty good. Whenever their their defense yeah. is one of the best in the league, whenever they're at the top of their game, exactly. So 
I don't understand. And I know that the that the Cowboys could easily be a good team too if they hang on to to Dak Prescott, but it's almost like Dak Prescott's like, I know my worth and I want to get paid that much. And the Cowboys are like, oh, you're cute. We're not doing that. Can I just give you a stat here? Yeah, go for it. He was the ninth highest paid quarterback last year at $30.1 million. And I honestly think it would have been worth it if uh... – sorry. Uh, I, I, like, I think it would have been worth it if he played a full season healthy. Yeah, exactly. Do you want me to read you the rest of the quarterbacks on this list as it stand, stood for last year? Yeah, and and I'll tell you whether or not I'll tell you whether or not they're they're he, Dak Prescott's better than them. Okay, we got Patrick Mahomes at one, who made forty five no. million last year. Uh, we got Deshaun over. Watson at two, who made thirty nine million. Deshaun over Dak. Yep, I agree with that. Russell Wilson at thirty five million. I'd say it's pretty equal. Like I'd say Russell Wilson Ooh, really? and Dak. Yeah, honestly, I do. Cause, and, and, you know, I think that that's just. Obviously, Russell's better at throwing the ball than Dak, but they both yeah. play like the same style. Dak's going to throw the ball first before he runs it. But, you know, as I mentioned, Russell Wilson is better at throwing the ball than, than Dak Prescott. I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably. It honestly depends on the day for me. Like just today, I today I'm on the Dak Prescott train. I think that he deserves that cash. So I'm going to say for today, Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson. I could probably wake up tomorrow and say Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. But okay. today I'm saying Dak over Russell. You want me to keep reading these names? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say whether Dak – I'm going to try to prove my point as – to whether or not they're better than these guys to see how much money Dak deserves. At four, we got Ben Roethlisberger, who makes uh, $34 million. Ben Roethlisberger's so shit, and it's, and no <laughs> realizes it. Yeah. Like, Ben Roethlisberger, all Ben Roethlisberger needs to prepare for games is a, a week's worth of beer and pornos. And he's like, okay, I'm set to just... Launch Let me have this a, I have a bad quick question boy into the air right now. I have a quick question. Okay. Who'd you rather have right now? Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees? I would rather have Ben Roethlisberger, honestly. Yeah. Because Drew Brees can't throw for more than, than 10 yards. Yeah. The most, the most Drew Brees can throw is a check down to Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And a slant, like... So obviously I'm gonna. Oh fuck! The Sens didn't cover. They were so close to as well. But anyways, we're gonna get to Montreal in a sec. I would rather have Ben Roethlisberger just because Ben Roethlisberger still has a little bit of juice left in his arm. I I don't yeah. think both of them are any good. No. I think Drew Brees. So number five. I think Drew so Brees. Number... Go ahead. I think Drew Brees had a really good team around him, and so did yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. And it's allowed them to stay in the league as long as they have, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So at five, we got Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. Uh, uh, and a half. I'd say Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak Prescott. Yeah. 
Also at tied for number five, we got Jarrett Goff at 33 and a half. Are you fucking kidding me? He makes the same as Rodgers. Yes. That's so nuts. You're obviously going Dak over Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I think everyone is. And then at uh, seven, we have Kirk Cousins at $33 million. Dak over Kirk Cousins easily. Then at eight, we have Carson Wentz at $32 million. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Carson Wentz is actually shite. Yeah. And then... We have Dak Prescott at nine, obviously. And number the tenth highest paid quarterback this year was Matt Ryan at thirty million. Matt Ryan's shit too. He was never good. Like even his MVP season. Yeah, he, even his MVP season, I was like, kind of like, eh, is he really that good? Is he really that good? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, 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 did you really just did you? What did he really deserve the MVP, or did you give him the MVP because it's a quarterbacks league? Yeah, you know that's that's my so question. Moving on, we got a couple things out of the FCFL. Yes, uh, got Josh Gordon joining the Zappers. I heard about that dog. Thank you coming in clutch with that FCF update. I know. And then we got Johnny Football, maybe wanting to be Johnny Golf Ball, possibly. Is he considering golf? Yeah, he said. Um, he said today he's he's after this year he's done with football, and he said I'm giving myself 12 years to try and play professional golf. Oh, he nice! Said, I'm so he's gonna going to Tim Yeah, he said I'm going to grind this out and see how I can get and see if I can enter in some tournaments and see if I can't try to go play professional golf eventually. I think it's a very uphill battle, but that's what I'm setting for my goals. I have 12 years to try and make a PGA Tour event. Okay. He said he realized. He said he realized he's he's not the best at football anymore. He kind of called himself washed, and he said, "I'm not like I'm used to be." He said, "I don't have it like I used to." And I'm definitely okay with being able to say that these days. Hey, I mean. I yeah. I can't you know it takes guts to do to say that I guess. Yeah. And he said he's for the last few years he played like golf like almost four or five times a week so he said he's been training but training. he said he give himself twelve years. <laughs> like what what well, kind he's of training been do you do? and hitting golf balls. Yeah, just like. Slapping back lines of coke, and <laughs> just ripping golf balls. Yeah, just like hammering them as hard as he can. Hey, after we played golf this summer, I think we could go on tour. I think, I think we, we definitely we could go can. On tour. I've seen some of the goofs that that they let hit golf balls, and and it's it's kind of tragic. Like, fuck, I even saw a guy fucking lose his fucking iron. Like, just flew up in the air. Yeah. I don't wonder who that dumbass was. I don't know. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. (laughs) I know, right? What a a dumbass. Oh my god. 
Oh. Anyways, moving moving on to the NHL, I guess. Wait, uh, we got. Oh yeah, we, we covered not, we covered we everything something. about football. We covered everything. We covered everything. Um. Yeah. But wait, uh, was one quick question though, because I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, is Matt Ryan that good? Was 2017 or 2016 his MVP year? It was 2017. It was the year they lost. 2017? Okay. So. The year they lost in the Super Bowl, and it was 2017, because I will never forget the day. Wait, no, it might be the 2016. Wait, what? 2016? Because his his stats in 2016 are off the charts. I believe it was 27. It was the same year they won the Super or lost in the Super Bowl. It was 2016. He 2016. He won the he won the MVP award. And here's this. Was it not so, the same year? Yeah, they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, because I guess it, what that doesn't make sense though. They well because dog, the season. I thought it was the same year they lost. It is the same year they lost the Super Bowl, dog. Oh, it is the same year. Yes, it would be. Yeah. So, like, he had 69.9 completion percentage, 4,944 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions for a 7.1 uh, touchdown percentage. Yeah. Uh, 9.3 yards per attempt. Like, the guy slung it. But at the same yeah. time... He's actually kind of garbled. Like, it's so weird because, like, Matt Ryan is decent, but he's also shit at the exact same time. And I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I but, but I'd still rather take Dak because I feel like there's a bigger upside. I just, like, like yeah. Matt Ryan is just technically good. Well, I mean, also throwing to Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones makes your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, but definitely like I don't know having I don't know I I guess the numbers speak for themselves, but he's just he just not like he looks ugly when he plays. I know. I hate watching Matt Ryan play. It makes me angry. Well, you know Doug's opinion on it. Doug Doug's like a diehard Falcon yeah. fan. Guy picked every Falcon in his. Uh... In his fantasy team. In his uh, fantasy league. And did did he finish last place? He finished last place, right? Uh, I think he might have been in the playoffs. Really? Er, no, he did not. He did not. But he, but he was. Uh, he wasn't last. Remember when fucking Jack played him the the week everybody was on a bye week because he picked all Falcons players. Yeah. Man, poor guy. <laughs> also, shouts out to uh, shouts out to fucking uh, what's his name? Will Will Fuller? Like, how many points for me? Like on on guy dropped so many points for me on uh, on week one. Oh, yeah, it was like forty or something. Yeah, he dropped like Barely forty like points. He dropped like forty points, yeah. and then got suspended. Yeah. Like right after, they were like, "Yeah, let's drug test this guy." Drug test. Um, Doug plays seventh. He was one game behind Sips for last. 
Oh. And Sips never even looked at his team the whole year. No, he lost like first two weeks and he was like, <laughs> all right, good enough. Tank train. <sighs> yeah, we got to have that um, draft lottery soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're getting off track. We're still talking about football. So let's talk about hockey here. Um, I kind of want to talk about talk about Montreal. Let's do because that. that's like the biggest. That to me has to thing. be the biggest story. Um, so Montreal dropped Claude Julien, and now they have, and they also dropped Kirk Muller, which was really weird because Kirk Muller was, um, Kirk Muller was the guy who was in for Claude Julien, coaching them to a win against the Penguins. Yeah, in the play-in round, and then they dropped his ass too. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I see it as you know the Habs are just trying to move forward. They've had Kirk Muller in their staff for years now. For years, yeah, and it's still and it's I don't know he he, he was never an option whenever it came to promotions. He was never like when I, you know what I mean. Like he was never really. Oh, so it is true. What is true? Luke Richardson's an assistant coach right now for the Canadians. I heard that. Yeah, his entire coaching career, he's been an assistant coach. Yeah, but for the Canadians. Yeah, he's been there a long time. I didn't know he was there because I know he used to be with. Uh... Was it uh, Toronto? He was with Toronto, was he not, for a while? Then Edmonton. Oh, who's this? Luke Richardson? Ellie. Luke Richardson. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. He's with, yeah, he's with uh, Montreal. Like, he's been all over. He was with Ottawa. He was with Philly. Yeah. Um, like, Toronto, I think. He was with Edmonton, too. Yeah. I don't know. I, no, that, that's what I was saying. I didn't know he was there. I heard he was there, and uh, I didn't know that. No, I knew, I knew he was there. He's been there a couple of years, so. Um, but I'm. Because what? Last time I knew, he was uh, – was he not head coach of the Belleville for a while? Uh, he was head coach for Binghamton before they were Belleville. Binghamton. That's who it was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I really like Dominic Ducharme. I think he's a great coach. Um, he has to be yeah. one of the better coaches that led this – that led that World Junior program. And, hey, you know what? I know that um, when you look at his junior career, he's – you know, he's had to coach Jonathan Drouin. Or, yeah, he did coach Jonathan Drouin. Yeah, he, he he's did. had to coach Jonathan Drouin, so the connection's there. And, and he's also coached Nate McKinnon. And I know you could say, oh, well, you had two of the best junior hockey players on your team. But for it, it, it's one thing to have those two best players in the draft class, or two of the best players in the draft class on your team, it's another thing to bring out the best in them. And it's another yeah. thing to have them um, consistently bring it and, and want to play for you every night. And now you have that in Dominic Ducharme again, a guy who is kind of like a player's coach. They, they all want to run through a wall for this guy. They all love this guy. So, um, I think that's a good thing. And, hey, the Habs got a win tonight. The Sens were a little stingy. Yep. 
I was really surprised by how Joey Decord played because I remember Joey Decord's first NHL start and it was very rocky. And Joey Decord came in and he stood on his head. Like, I don't think Ottawa lost because Decord played bad. They lost because they had, they had shit discipline. Um, They kind of like fucked themselves over. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and I, if you ask me, I think they let the cord down. Yeah. So that's my view on that. But I, I think the Habs, I think this is a really good thing for the Habs. I think that they can uh, really benefit from this. And something tells me that they will benefit from it. And I, and I think that Ducharme's a great fit and he's a young coach and Montreal is trying to be a young team that's on the rise. What's a better mix? So, yeah, exactly. Um, what else happened in hockey? Patrick Kane scored 400 goals. Yeah, 400 goals. I believe he's the hundredth player yeah. to do it too. Imagine that would have been that would have been sick. I I mean, being the hundredth guy to do it is pretty sick. Also, kind of disappointing yeah. because if it were Kaner, I wanted it. I would have wanted it to be like either the 69th or the 88th player to do it. It was kind of sick goal. It though. was a nasty goal. Like it was a it was a genuine showtime goal. Yeah. And he did it four games before his 1000th game by the way too. Yeah, that would have been Yeah, like I said, disappointing yeah. that he's not the 88th or or 69th. Um yeah. You know, but hey, it's okay, you know. A hundred goals is that's still pretty cool. Goals is amazing. Like he has had yeah. an amazing career. Greatest American yeah. player of all time. I think. I think that there's no debating that one. No, he was first American to win an Art Ross, I believe. Like he's done it all. He's won Art Rosses, hasn't he? Won a Rocket Richard too. Yeah. Yeah, so he so he's done all this. Um He also won the Calder. He won a Con Smythe, I believe once, maybe twice. Uh I don't know. Hart so Ross. in their three cups it was one one year was Taves. One year was Kane and I believe. Yeah, because Keith was, was playing like thirty minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's uh that's pretty solid. Like I, I, I can't argue with that. I think Patrick Kane is the best player in the in the yeah. NHL. Or is the best American player in the NHL. It's not even a debate. He is so if you were like in twenty fifteen sixteen he won the Art Ross, the Ted Lindsay. He won the Hart. He won the Conn Smythe in 2012, 2013. Won the Calder in 2007, 2008. And then he was uh, obviously a three-time Stanley like, name Cup Name one American player that you can make a competitive argument that Patrick Kane is better than. Um, I'd say the second best American player is Mike Modano. Yeah, I could say, yeah. I'd I'd say that too. 
I I can't argue with. I can't. Uh, Jeremy Roenick was I pretty good too. Jeremy pretty good, but his like he's in statistical categories. He. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying. I don't know. I I just yeah, like like the only thing Madano ever won was uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah. He doesn't have any other awards. But Mike Madano was pretty good still, though. Like, he was, he's still a... He was, he was. But it has to be Patrick Kane. I mean, three cups, all the awards he's won. There's no discussion. It's it's Patrick Kane is the best American player. And to score 400 goals, that just adds even more onto it. I'll tell you who I think uh, passes him, though. Like, if anyone's going to pass... Oh, Chris Chelios was pretty good American, too. Yeah, but I don't know. I I still think... Uh, No, I'm I'm saying nobody's better than Kane, but I'm just saying those would be the two guys that are closer. It's Madano and Chelios. But yeah, if anybody does pass him, it's Matthews, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. I think it'd be Matthews too. I, I that's that's agreeable actually. Is that what you're gonna say, or are you gonna say something different? I'm trying to think of it, and no, I. That's probably the the easiest argument you can make. Yeah. Um. Like, could we even could we even compare Austin to Kane right now? Like, how does their stats match up? Like, within the years they've both played, like you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, like, how does Kane's earlier match with Matthews? Well, let me take a look. We can. I'm just curious to see. I think Matthews does pass him, but I've. Uh, let's go. Hold on, hockey. Man, Patrick. That's sick. And the year they, the year they won the cup, he had eighty-eight points in that season. Showtime. Showtime, indeed. Man, Patrick Kane. Also, I'm going to give you a little hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take, but he's he's my heart trophy winner this year. Yeah, I could. Uh, I could see that because we're like, we're like sixth or seventh in the league right now. Yeah, and if Austin Matthews or Austin Matthews, if uh, if Patrick Kane, uh, okay, so like, <clears throat> if uh, if if Patrick Kane helps lead the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks to the. Stanley Cup playoffs yeah. with the Blackhawks team that they have, I could see that happening. I could see them going, okay, yep, this guy. So you want to compare, uh, you you want to compare these two career? Like, I'll go. Uh, how many seasons has Austin Matthews played? He has to be like five now. Anyways, so 
Yeah, you can you can look at Matthew's stats. I'll look at I'm Kane's comparing the first five right years. Um, so Kane had seventy two okay. points. Matthew nine. Um, Kane also had fifty two assist, fifty one assists. Matthews only had twenty nine. So Matthews had almost double the goals that Patrick Kane had, but Patrick Kane had had a lot more assists. <laughs> Then Austin Matthews, and he had more points. But, but the thing is, Kaner has always been a, a playmaker. Like his highest amount of goals in the season, I believe, is 40, 44, 46? 46. Yeah. yeah. Looking. Yeah, forty six. Um, he had oh, yeah. a better points per game ratio, obviously, better shot percentage. Uh. Even strength goals. Austin Matthews has 32 even strength goals. So we'll go second season now. So Austin Matthews has played five seasons. Yeah. So in the second season, in both of their second seasons, Kane still had more points, except Matthews had more goals. Like, I think Matthews is a great goal scorer. But here's the deal about Kane's, Kane's goals. They're split yeah. in half whenever it comes to uh, – they're split in half whenever it comes to uh, to power play and even strength. And in Austin – when it comes to Austin Matthews, a huge majority of his goals are, are even strength. Austin Matthews had in his second yeah. – se- in, in Austin Matthews' first season, he had 29 goals – or in in his first season, he had 32 goals and even strength, 32 out of 40. In his second season, he had 29 goals out of 34 on even strength. And I will grant you this, okay? Listen, so so I will say this. Yeah. Um, Austin Matthews had a better season than Patrick Kane, in my opinion, in when it comes to their sophomore seasons, because Austin Matthews played 62 games and Patrick Kane had yeah, 80 yeah. and Patrick Kane had more points, but Austin Matthews had a better points per game uh, ratio. He had a better um, shot percentage. He was more accurate in his shooting and he did it with less time on ice. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree with you on this one. I, I think if anyone's going to pass Kane to be best American born player, it's going to be Austin Matthews. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the way it's trending to. Speaking, the way it looks, yeah. Uh, speaking with the American boys, uh, Trevor Zegras, he's had his uh, debut and he's been, and he's been impressive. Yeah. I, I will say that. Did you see the uh, the almost first goal that yeah, would have broke the internet? Can you imagine? First goal TSN, in like literally every sports analyst would have been nutting themselves whenever they saw that yeah. happening. Like, exactly. So, Trevor Zegras in his first game, not a whole lot. I mean, he just played four games. Like, um, you know, yeah, four uh, four point four games minus one. He's zero for four on faceoffs. I will say that. 
Uh, but he has a block, uh, yep. a hit, a takeaway, and two giveaways. Nothing. Get a nice yeah. little shootout goal if you saw that. I know it didn't count, obviously, because. But uh, yeah, he had a nice little shootout yep, goal. The, the shootout goal was. Uh... No, that was pretty interesting. That that was pretty good. Um. Yeah. I will say. I will say this though. Here's some defensive. Here's some possession metrics. You know me and my possession metrics. If you're, if you got to be effective in your yeah. own zone for me to like you, if you're a forward or if you're any player. Um, so his Corsi percentage was 52.9, which is really impressive. But his Fenwick was 49, which is kind of shite, but which I find odd, which just tells yeah. you that's how well they do at, at, at blocking shots, I guess. And the Corsi differential is 3.1. So, um, I mean, and I know we always say it in hockey, like hockey is the sport where stats aren't the only thing that matters, but I think Zegras is yeah. actually, you know, been pretty effective. I know he's a minus, and I know he's a minus, he's a minus one. Oh, oh, oh but. You know, actually, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I, I that's not bad, especially when you think that. And he's a rookie, like an Anaheim Duck. So, and he's a rookie, no, yeah. no, nothing I can really knock the kid on, anyways. Um, yep. So then we had Drake Batherson, strict yeah, six tied straight the games record for uh, most. Did that, did that for most in um? Yeah. Uh, for a highest scoring streak by Senator. Yeah. Yeah, but that he did get a point tonight, tonight yeah, which is did. good to see. So he's, a, yeah, he's 11 points now, and I think it's seven Which is really good to see because that Drake Batherson, this was going to be the year that Drake Batherson pops off and has a fantastic season. And same thing for Josh Norris. And Josh Norris has had a really good season. He's third in rookie scoring. Are you there, Tommy? Yeah. All right. We have technical difficulties. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, sorry about that. Thanks for everyone's patience. We always get internet cutouts, and this is one of the reasons why I can't wait for us to record in person. Um, exactly. But yeah, we were talking about Drake Batherson. As yeah. I was saying, you know, everyone thought, you know, all oh, Drake Batherson and Norris, two of the best young players in the AHL, you know, definitely going to have a really good season. And Josh Norris has done really nicely, he's really come into his own. He's yep. third in rookie scoring, um, which I did not know. If you ask me who I no, thought I didn't, was I had no third idea either. In, if you asked me who I thought was third in uh, rookie scoring, I would have taken a stab at um, P.S. Suter or uh, Nils Hoglander. You know, one of those guys that, that – one of those – young rookies whose eyes have been all over. Anyways, I'm, I'm getting aside from the point. Um, either way, um, 
you know, Drake Batherson is finally, as I mentioned, coming into his own and finally starting to get comfortable, I, I suppose we could say, and and play some really good hockey again. And yeah. it's really good. To see. It, it feels refreshing to see, to say the least. Yeah, I think for Sens fans, they've kind of been waiting for this guy for a couple of years. And uh, this is obviously what they expected him to come out and do. And he's uh, proven that, that he can be that player that they need. Oh, we definitely have. And even this year, we thought like, hey, now's the time that he steps it up. And then there were, like I mentioned so many times, so many like hit pieces on him. Like this guy needs to be sitting on the bench. And was this guy doing still out there getting high end minutes? But no, I think people also have to realize Drake Batherson was also, uh, he's also um, a, a top like he's like a fourth, fifth round pick. Like, you know, he's not going to be someone yeah. that just like that drop of the hat. He's in, the... he's been a, he's a project. He's always been a project. And now that project is finally blooming. And, and now it's, now it's what we have here today. And that is a really, really sick, um, player at Drake Batherson. Yeah. It's only it's honestly crazy to me that he was ready before Formington and Brown. Yeah, but I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. I never really liked Logan. Oh, Brown. Logan Brown I, is I so shit. So shit. He needs to like so shit. You know, and he's and he's the reason why um Arthur Kaliev and so many other guys that are similar to him yeah. are drafted so low now. Yeah. Because they saw what happened and they're like, nope, not going to be us. Exactly. Not anymore. So I, I don't, you know, it, it honestly makes sense. But anyway, it's just, it kind of doesn't surprise me though, because like I said, like, Drake Batherson has always been a really special player. Just no one really oh, gave him that opportunity. That's tough. It's tough. What? Picks, three picks ahead of Charlie McAvoy. Four picks or five picks ahead of Jacob Chitron. That's tough. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Charlie McAvoy, but yeah. Hey, what can you do? Uh, trade up to get Logan Brown, and now you're stuck with it. But also, um, the Devils got like Ryan McLeod or Michael McLeod yeah. in that draft, and yeah, he's he's been taking a long time too. Like I would, I would feel really stupid if we traded for Logan Brown and we got like, and and they got like this year's MVP candidate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Drake Batherson, I think it's it's great to see him finally waking up, I suppose we could say. I'd more like say coming to his it's... own. Like he's Yeah. Like yeah, like coming to his own and kinda of grown to this player that you guys kinda of need him to be. Yeah, I mean we were everyone was saying, Hey, Drake Batherson needs to wake up and he needs to start playing well. 17 points now in 24 games. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. That's 
That's what we expect from him. That's we we love to see that from Drake. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, Jordan Bennington lost his shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, lost it at uh, I don't know what was the entire the entire the entire San team. Jose. Yes, the entire San Jose. Yeah. Team. Um, I thought he punched I mean, Eric Carlson, but he fake punched Eric Carlson. Maybe Eric. Eric Carlson could use a punch in the face. Would he have like eight points this year or something? Maybe he is ten million dollars. So unproductive to have one more point than Mike fucking Riley. Yeah, he has one more point than Mike Riley. It's <laughs> fucking wow! Hilarious. I cannot believe that. Yeah. This, this we were worked, talking about Drake. Bat- this worked out so well for the Sens. So well for the Sens. Like the dude went to San yeah. Jose, got the feel for the cold or hot weather, and went ah ah. I ain't so uh, good at hockey anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. No, I, I don't. Ever since he dressed up as a pirate, shit went downhill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric, I, I was looking at Eric Carlson's stats. Yeah, and you want to hear something hilarious about yeah. Eric Carlson? Sure, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, I just need to look him up really quick. Uh, hold on. Um. Carlson. Sorry. Take it forever. Uh, I think this is the But he's got the fucking dial-up internet going. I do have the dial-up internet. <laughs> oh my god, there's two fucking Eric Carlsons. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, one guy was uh, born in... One guy was born four years after Eric Carlson. So, so here's something crazy about Eric. Just Carlson, some random okay? ECHL player. So only twice in Eric Carlson's career yeah. with the Senators uh, has he had point totals lower than fifty points, and that was um, in a. Let me guess. They're both seasons one, that he didn't play the. Like he was injured. So it. Oh wait, no, three seasons. Three oh, yeah. seasons. His entire career that he had, where he had less than fifty points. Okay, his that's rookie still really season. Really good for a defenseman. That's like still really good for a defenseman. That's amazing. If you can get, if you could consistently score over fifty points. Uh-huh. But so here's the deal. So yeah. twenty six points. So his rookie season. His sophomore yep. season and the lockout season. And in the lockout season, he was almost a point per game. Wow. Had 78 points, 74 points, 66, 82, 71, 62. He scored over 50 points per season with the Ottawa Senators. And then San Jose, 53 games, kept on getting hurt, 45 points. 56 games, same story, can't stay healthy. 40 points this year. 15 games, five points. Wow. 
Like, he's losing his effectiveness. And he only has five points this year? Yeah. Played eight. I don't know. This website here... This website here says five points. Okay, so Mike Riley has two more points than Eric Carlson. I believe yes. Fuck. Now my but my <laughs> reference to that is Elite Prospects. Yeah. I'll check right now to make sure. I'll go on San Jose's website and make sure. I'm on I'm on the NHL's website. Okay, that's what I am on. Player stats. 2021, five points in 15 games. Minus three. Holy fuck. Also, you want to know, like, you want to know who feels stupid right now? San Jose, because they're they're probably looking at Eric Carlson, who can't stay healthy for a whole season. And... They're they're he's they're looking at Eric Carlson who already has problems in his own zone. Like he was yeah. never really the best defensive player, and he was effective. He's actually he's really good defensively. Just he's really irresponsible with the puck. Is what I'm trying to say. You you want to hear something fucking retarded? Go for it. Mario Ferraro, Rudolph Balsers, John Leonard, and Ryan Donato all have more points. Than Eric Carlson. Yeah, I know. And Rudolph Balser has only played nine games and he has six points. Man, I miss Rudy. Yeah. Sucks that he was one of the guys that got cut. Um but like as I was mentioning, I'm not gonna say Eric Carlson was it was terrible in his own zone. He had his moments. Like he he definitely wasn't the most responsible with the puck, but he was still very, very effective at times. Mm -hmm. But as I said, the ir- he still plays with irresponsibility, and yes. he has a lot of turnovers. And and so, you know, you have a guy who's irresponsible with the puck can turn o- can turn the puck over easily. Yet, um, yet whenever you look over at Ottawa, Ottawa has Tim Stutzla. They've got um, Josh Norris, who's they got. Yeah. They so Tim Stutzla came out of the the San Jose pick. We've got the second highest and third highest scoring rookie, both on our team, and they both are products of the San Jose trade. Wow. And we still have Chris Tierney. The only yeah. piece from the San Jose trade that we don't have is Dylan DeMello. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Speaking of over uh, speaking of Eric Carlson and overpaid guys, is Carey overpriced? I'm starting to think he is. I'm starting yeah. to think he is. Like Carey Price, whenever he was in the bubble, I th- we were talking about it the entire... That's all we could talk about was, oh my god, yeah. Carey Price is back. Carey Price has finally reached deep down inside and, and found that old version of himself that let that let him be, at one point, the best goalie in the world. Exactly. And now it's like, uh-oh, now we're getting the same 
mid thirties, ineffective carry price. And I'm kind of disappointed by it because as much as I loathe Montreal as a sense man, I was a carry price guy. Yeah. I, I think we all were growing up because he's obviously the best goalie we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. I agree with that. Best goalie in my lifetime. Like, I mean, we saw, we saw Broder, but that was towards the end. So Yeah, we had Broder towards the end. Yeah. I still think that Broder is the best goalie of all time. Yeah. I really like Bobby Lou growing up, too. He was really good. That's what we were forgetting. We're what we were forgetting, forgetting? Bobby Lou. We're forgetting Bobby, Bobby Lou. Yeah. I actually yeah. think Carey Price and Bobby Lou are the two best goalies I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. And maybe in like, and I know, and I'm pretty sure Carter Hart will come around someday and say, uh, I'm changing that. I'm the yeah. best goalie you've seen in your lifetime now. Yeah. I'm a very big Carter Hart believer. And I think that he will become the best goalie in the league. But anyways, um, no, you know, I, I think Carey Price is – here's the deal. Whenever Montreal gave him that big fat contract that he has, I'm pretty sure in their heads they weren't thinking, hmm, this guy's going to be real shit in five years. Like when you pay a guy that much money, it's because he's the best in the planet at what he does. Yeah. And he's shown that, and now he just started to fall off. And I don't, yeah. and I think part of it isn't entirely his fault because there's a really bad team in front of him. But other times he'd let in stinkers, and you're like, "Holy shit! Like this is our, this is the best goalie in the world." Yeah, like there was one year he couldn't even fucking stop a beach ball. I remember that. I don't even know what year that was, but it was like, I don't know. We talked about Eric Carlson having his moments. That's another guy who like definitely has his moments. Is this why you think you don't pay goalies over $8 million? No, I think you can pay goalies that much. Just, like, they they have to remain good. And Carey Price has been pretty solid. Yeah. Like, if you look at, um, like, you know, I don't think every goalie should get paid that much. Yeah. But if they are getting paid that much, there's a reason why. Like, it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Vasilevsky at some point gets a contract as big as Carey Price's, and it's because he's a really good goaltender in my eyes. Yeah. He's one of the best goalies in the world. Just he gets overlooked because he plays on Tampa Bay. Like, same reason I think, you know, Connor Hellebuck's going to get a contract as big as Carey Price's if he keeps playing as well as he does. Like, they're, you know, I think now we live in an era where. Um, every position is being acknowledged and it's not just um, and it's not just you know coaches being nervous now it's like okay we look at your stats we look at how good you are you know what I mean um, yeah. and plus yeah. I also think that in today's world of sports there's so much money that goes into it I know that NHL has a flat cap but with the cap, and it sucks that there's a flat cap this year because everything leading up to COVID was showing signs of 
like a huge cap inflation and the yeah. NHL having big revenue years and now they've taken a major step back and instead of next this season possibly having a $90 million salary cap, which if you ask me whenever I was like 10, I would have said, what's a salary cap? And then once he explained it to me and how it works, I probably would have said, no, I do not believe that the NHL is going to have a $90 million salary cap. Um, Anyways, just, you know, with teams making more money and the league making more money, I wouldn't be surprised if we see bigger contracts get signed for goalies because they're like, hey, you guys have this money. We know our worth, and we know we're the most important part of the team. Without me, you guys don't win. You know, but the thing for me, goalies fall so hard in this league, man. Like, so But there's the few goalies that remain consistently great. Yeah. It's just, and there's, I a lot of, there's a lot of goalies. Guys. There's a lot of goalies that don't. Like, just, recent I, years we can talk... Uh, obviously, Jonathan Quick, uh, Pecorine, Martin Jones. But Pecorine didn't fall off because he just started playing like shit. Pecorine fell off because he's like old as dirt. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, like I'm still surprised Pecorine's in the league. That, I mean, that is true. Yeah, I should give that guy credit. He He's one of my favorite goalies ever to watch, too. I would like to. Yeah, he was one of the most underrated, too, I found. Yeah. No one ever talked about him. Like Tuka Rask. How come Tuka Rask ever gets paid? He's been fantastic. He's even had, like, I'd say he's had... Well, his like, contract's up this year, eh? Yeah, and I think he's out of town. Yeah. I, I Boston in three years. Like, not a playoff team in three years. Mm, yeah, I can agree with that. That's a take I can get behind. Because they're going to only have Pasta and McAvoy, and then Bergeron's going to be out of town soon. They're going to ship him off somewhere. Same with Marshan. And they're going to go rebuild. I'd say Pasta leaves too because Pasta's in his prime. Pasta won't leave because they'll have him to build around. Mm. And he, I, yeah. he already has it or something, right? Yeah, that's true. But I think Bergy uh, only has two or three years, and I think Marshan only has two or three years too. So they'll be out of town soon. If Pasta stays, well, then. Um... I think if I think no matter what happens, like if one of those big three stays, um, including McAvoy and what have you, uh, I think that Boston can easily be a playoff team again. But yeah. I think they miss the playoffs. Like they're those yeah. they're one of those teams where they miss the playoffs, they reload really quickly, and then they just come back even stronger. But they need to draft some fucking good players. They do. Like they've um, like what year is it? They had three first round picks and they fucking missed on all of them. Yeah, but that was with Pete Chiarelli and oh, Pete Chiarelli's Pete, kind of oh, yeah. whack. We all know about Pete Chiarelli. Yeah, Pete Chiarelli's like probably the most whack. He's the worst GM um, of all time. Which is kind of odd because if he didn't draft like that stupidly, yeah, and if he didn't like ruin the Oilers the way he did. I bet you we'd be calling him the greatest GM, one of the greatest GMs. But think, if he would have hit on some of those draft picks, the Oilers wouldn't have had, I don't think, five fucking consecutive first-round picks either. Yeah. Like, don't you think that um, 
the whole reason, like, it's hard for me to explain this. Don't you think that um, the Bruin, like, that, I feel like we forget that, um, that, 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 that they won the cup with Pete Shirelli. Yeah. So, anyways, here's, so, here's, uh, I'm looking at, like, past draft picks. So, in 2016, obviously, the, uh, the Bruins hit big on that one because you got Charlie McAvoy, Trent Frederick, both in the first, in the first round. That's solid. Second, 2015, I don't really think is that bad of a draft. Obviously, Zaboral and DeBrusque and Senshin, like you had three straight chances at, you know, hitting. Like, could you imagine if they drafted DeBrusque, uh, Thomas Shabbat, and someone else that was picked later in, in the first round? Exactly. That year. Zaboral's making his way onto the team slowly. Brandon Carlo has been a huge piece. He, he was picked in the second round. He's been a huge piece to that d- defensive core. Yeah, he's their um, solid, he's a solid top four D in that lineup. Yeah, yeah, and and without him, there he's and he's one of those guys where you need in your lineup in order for defensive stability. Um, Jeremy Lozon, he's like been in and out of the lineup. I mean, you got, they've got 51 games played out of him. So that's yeah. like, that's definitely something. Uh, Vladar hasn't played uh, a game in the regular season. So, I mean, hey, I don't know. And then Jesse Gabriel, haven't heard of him. Cameron Hughes, haven't heard of him. Jack Becker, haven't heard of him. And then, you know, like, I don't know. Pete Shirelli kind of, well, that wasn't Pete Shirelli either, 2015, because that was the year Pichirelli got canned. Uh, Connor Mc Connor McDavid. Yeah, or he yeah he got canned and he was in the Oilers then. Well, I don't think he got canned. I think he left for the Oilers. Did he not? I don't know. But here's how they hit. But listen to how he hit in his very last draft as the. Uh... Here's how good Pichirelli did in his very last draft as a um, as a Boston Bruins GM. He got David Pasternak, Ryan Donato, Danton Heinen, Anders Bjork, and Emil Johansson. And four out of those five players selected have over a hundred career games played in the NHL. And he was fired in 2014-2015. Shirelli. From the he was fired? Fired. I thought he left. No, he was fired. Well, who was it? Uh, I man, that's weird. Also, by the way, his first his first office role was in 1999 with the Ottawa Senators. Didn't know if he knew that or not. No, I did not know that. Um, but yeah, Pichirelli did amazing in his last draft. Anyways, just you know, people forget that he lost uh, that he won a cup with them. And yeah, ever since and Shirelli didn't do so well in the draft before that because he they didn't have a first round pick and he whiffed on every other pick, you know, like he hasn't been an amazing guy at drafting, but he's he's definitely been a guy. That's for sure. 
That's all I can say about that. Speaking of the Bruins, his last draft. Can I talk about how much? Sorry. Speaking of the Bruins, can I just talk about how much I fucking hate Jack Edwards? Yeah, he's probably the most annoying um, announcer in the league. Like he, he just has some ridiculous quotes. He has the worst takes. Like, I just looked something up, and there's, like, some of his quotes. And it's like, you poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wanted to see Svechnikov hurt, but he bit off more than he could chew. Such a fucking asshole thing to say. Like, have you ever watched him commentate the fights? Like, it'll be like, oh, McAvoy's fucking throwing him. Like, McAvoy gets, like, hit, like, fucking ten times with a punch. He throws one, and he's like, he's destroying him. And then, like... Like bear hugs him to the ground. He's like, McAvoy just bulldozed him over. Yeah, he's such a. I hate that guy. He's such a piece of shit. Um, he's so like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Blind. Like, not blind, but uh, bias. He's like so biased. He's like the most biased ever. I know. Like, like Brad Marchand, you go up and fucking like. Cross check McDavid in the back of the head, and you'd be like, McDavid, where are you, where are you skating, buddy? Yeah, no. Um, like, Brad Marchand could probably pull out a revolver out of his out of his hockey pants and and fire three bullets into the forehead of Connor McDavid. And that guy would probably say, Oh, McDavid had it coming, he had his head down skating. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm and but I but Talking about, like, the whole Svechnikov thing, that's such an asshole thing to say. Like, Svechnikov, like, to say he had it coming is such a dick thing to say. Yeah. Like, Svechnikov didn't go in. Like, obviously, like, Ovechkin's trying to win the fight, but he's not trying to give him a concussion. And Svechnikov isn't, like, it's the playoffs, and he's trying to get his team fired up. And he tweeted this on Twitter, which is the worst part. Yeah, at least he didn't notes app it. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking about uh, how the how the Boston Bruins don't really have the best history at, at drafting. Um, yeah, I'll tell you this. So the Bruins did pretty decent. So, so. The only year that I'm looking at here where, like, the Bruins did really good at drafting is yeah. um, is 2016. In, in, was, that, was that the year they got Pasternak? Or, no, 2014, sorry, is the year they got Pasternak. The year they got Pasternak, okay. that was a really good draft year for the Bruins. Then the next year was all right because they got games played. They got value out of 2015, but not as much as you'd think if you had – three straight first round picks one after the other and yeah so every player drafted since the 20 so from 2017 to the 2020 draft draft class every player drafted between 2017 and 2020 have a combined NHL games played of 23 Ouch. Yeah, let that Ouch. sink in. Let that Ouch. sink in. Ouch. 
that's what I mean. Like, if they don't start drafting well here, like, they're done. And I think, like, they're running out of time. So, obviously, if they get rid of Bergie and they're able to get, like, a good pick, they need to hit on those draft picks. They need to. Yeah, they need to build some sort of future. Without a future, you, you don't have a team. No. You know, you, like, and I know that the Bruins have been in win-now mode, but because – but it's it's kind of hurt them because – They've been in win-now mode, and they haven't done a good job of building the future. And what makes great franchises great is because not only do they have an excellent team right now, but they also have a great youth core. Yeah, exactly. And they need to do what kind of what I'll say Chicago's doing. Like, you know, they fell off for a couple of years, and they got obviously two good draft picks. They got uh, Adam Bolquest and um, Kirby Dock. And uh, I think they're able to be a playoff team, if not this year, next year. And uh, they're one of those teams that have just reloaded quick and just gone right back into the action. And I think the Bruins need to do that to be able to survive, you know? Yeah, I'd say it's more like uh, an avalanche situation. The Avs were shit. Oh, yeah. They were terrible. And then Joe Sackick did a really good job of drafting. Chicago, I mean, I... Chicago, I mean, yeah, I could compare that. Like, I could say Chicago is one of those teams. But also, Chicago caught everyone by surprise. Like, yeah. no one – like, if you would have said like, at the beginning of the season, if you went into a time machine and said, hey, Thomas, Chicago's in a playoff spot on the 2nd of March, 2021, I would have said, fuck you. Sorry, I don't mean to burst your bubble. No, no. I, I mean, like, I, I'm on the I'm Hawks. just saying they're going to be in similar situations. Oh yeah, I know. I, I'm on the Hawks. Like you know what I mean? Wagon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be on. I'm on the Hawks bandwagon, but you know, I they very they really surprised. But anyways, just yeah, we, we both made our point. Um, yeah, the, the Bruins have to do a better job of drafting. It's been four years now, and you only get 24 games played out of your past four – or 23 games played, sorry, out of your past uh, four draft classes or out of the last four draft classes. So something needs to be changed here. Um, And, yeah. Um, Award picks. We're, what, one-third through the season? We're we're about halfway through the season, are we not? I think it's halfway, yeah. Halfway I think we're the season. in that stretch of one third to one half, kind of. I think we're Half- transitioning now. Halfway through the season, so uh, before we move over to another sport and forever hold our peace for another week uh, about the NHL, who are your just just name off some picks for uh, for the awards that you think? Well, I'm just gonna look at some league leaders here just to check, but uh, I'll give start me, off with my Give me a heart. heart. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll, like, so give me a heart. Give me uh, a Norris. Give me a Vesna. Give me a Calder. Yeah. And uh, give me a Jack Adams award. Ooh. Okay. Jack Adams coach of the year. Correct. Yeah. So my heart right now would be Patrick Kane. Um, okay. My my Norris, I'm gonna go probably Quinn Hughes. Ooh, that's spicy. Um, my my uh, Calder, I'm gonna go Kirill Kaprasov. 
I've been saying that since the start of the year. I think he's going to be the best. Yeah, I think it's a given. Who are your nominees for that award, though? For the Calder? Yeah. So it'd be Krill Kaprasov, uh, Tim Stutzla, and Pius Sutter. Okay. I got I got the same nominees for that award, except I'm taking out uh, Suter and I'm putting in uh, Kevin Lankinen. Kevin Lankinen. Yeah, he's been one of the goalies for uh, Chicago. Oh, I say he's a goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's Chicago, been yeah. insane. If he keeps that up, I say he should definitely earn himself a, a Calder Calder nominee. So you gave a Norris, a Calder, a Hart, I need a Vesna, and why don't do Ted Lindsay just just for an extra MVP? Okay. I'm just taking a look at some goalie stats right now. And my Vesna right now would be Andre Vasilensky. Okay. And you Ted Lindsay? What's that again? The, just the most of most valuable player voted on by uh, the players. Connor McDavid. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I will, I will give you something to switch up here. Uh, I could, I could even say Mitch Marner or Matthews this year. Yeah, because they both play I'll, good. But I, I think you got to say Connor McDavid because the I mean, stuff every... he does every night. But, dude, every year, it's almost like you could give it to Connor McDavid every year. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's the crazy part about it. Like, he's just – he's that good. Yeah. I'll tell you this. You want to hear something crazy? Joey Decord, third in the league in uh, goals against average. Peter Mrazek's stats are nice right now. Yeah, Peter Mrazek is insane. But how many games has he played? Um, he's only played four games. Yeah, like here. That's so, why I'm saying that Vazzy's the best goal I've seen so far. It looks like here by like what I've just looked at. Yeah. Um, I really like, like John Gibson. It just sucks. He's on a shit team. Yeah, I know, and he's never gonna get those awards because yeah. I think John Gibson definitely has to be a nominee, though, just so you can yeah, acknowledge for sure. him. For sure. Um, so here's my um, picks. picks. Yep. I'll, I'll start with, uh, with the Calder, since we were talking about it earlier. Um, yep. I, I said I gave you my – I agree with you on the Kaprizov take. Like, obviously – you know, well, the guy's I, played in the fucking KHL since he was like what, like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, and and you could complain about it as much as you want, but you know, at the end of the day, you can't argue with it, right? Like, yeah, he's he's still an insane player, and it's his first year, and you know, all you can do is just um. You know, all you can do is just accept that, right? Yeah, just take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. It's the old exactly. Um, and then my Vesna has to be uh, – I'm going to switch it up and go Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. I think uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has 
been really solid and no one really expected him to be playing that well, especially considering he's kind of aging. And Marc-Andre Fleury is just an ageless wonder. He just, he keeps on having. Oh, I never gave you a Jack Adams award winner, did I? Oh, no, he never did Jack Adams. Well, Well, we'll come back and we'll give a Jack Adams. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you finish yours and then we can both give our Jack Adams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I got as a as defense, defenseman of the year, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, uh, oh, yeah, I was about to give my, my call or my Norris. Sorry, I'm all messed up. So Calder, I said, uh, Kaprizov and my Vesna, I was, I give to Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Um, honestly, for best defenseman, I I want to give it to. I I'd probably, I'd probably say Quinn Hughes, if not Quinn Hughes, John Carlson, just because that East Division is a super hard division to play against, and the yeah. fact that John Carlson is still very very effective for that team, um. And puts up that many points. Well, actually, he's not really that responsible in his zone. I'd actually go Carlson. Car- John Carlson would probably be like my third nominee. And if I had to pick a winner other than Qu- Quinn Hughes, I'd have to go with Victor Hedman just because, yeah. I mean, Hedman's the best defenseman in the world. Yep. And, you know, it's so hard to go against him. Yeah, I don't think um, that. So I have a Calder, I have a Vesna, I have a Norris. Um, you need a heart. My heart, my MVP. Got to give it to uh, to Nate McKinnon, man. Nate McKinnon is just insane. He hasn't had a heart yet, but he's not really a points leader, so that's that's where I might maybe draw the line. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with players in the American League because in the American divisions because the Canadian division has so many has so much offense exactly. and like you can't really say if a guy is leading and scoring in a really shit division with no defense you can't really say oh he's so amazing Jeez. whenever he hasn't James really been, been tested been bouncing back too eh yeah I know JVR what an amazing season to spend for him eh yeah um I'd probably either give it to Kane or uh, actually it's voted on by the writers, right? Um, so the writers are pretty much just going to pick so, the most yeah. popular player out there. So I feel like it's going to be between Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid and Nate McKinnon. And I feel like uh, Nate McKinnon, yeah. either Nate McKinnon or Austin Matthews is going to get it because they, because at this point, the writers know that Connor McDavid is that good. But, you know, they want the award to be spread out. Or Connor McDavid might just be like a Gretzky and win eight straight MVPs. Who knows? But I think it's going to be between those three guys. Um, what and you then for... Do you want me to go with Jack Adams first? Or do you don't want to finish it up? Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Ted Lindsay, though. Oh, Ted, Ted Lindsay, Lindsay yep. it's going to be between... It's going to be between Patrick Kane... Austin, I think Austin Matthews, or I think, here's how I think it goes. I think Austin Matthews wins the heart just because the writers love to suck him off. Yeah. 
and they're going to be like, Austin Matthews deserves the heart, but it's voted on by the players, right? And they're going to all say, who's the hardest guy to play against every night? And I think it's going to be between Patrick Kane, Connor McDavid, and uh, and uh, and Nate McKinnon. Yeah. And I think that either Patrick Kane or Nate McKinnon are going to come up with it. Well, I think actually Ted Lindsay is the award that Connor McDavid would probably win the most because players are a lot more honest yeah. than writers. Writers, they, they know, like I said, they know Connor McDavid is the best player in the league, but they also want to like have diversity in the winners. Exactly. Whereas the players, whereas the players, you can't really lie about the hardest guy to play against. Like, yeah, you've seen, you've experienced it firsthand. You've experienced the torture of going one-on-one against Connor McDavid every night. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm mumbling around a lot about, um, awards, but, yeah, give me your Jack Adams. I'll give you mine. Then we'll then we'll move on from hockey. My Jack Adams is Joel Quinville. Okay, yeah, the way he turned Florida around. Yeah, he's got yeah my for pick. sure. I can't, I can't argue with that one. Oh, excuse me. Um, it's uh, past my bedtime. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, divisions as well. Uh, I think I'd probably, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably nominate Paul Maurice, you know, no one really expected, That's uh, Winnipeg. That is facts. No one expected Winnipeg to be that good in the North division. Yeah. And I know the Flames aren't the same. The Canucks fell off. You're facing the Senators. Like the the North Division is so heavily scrutinized because every single team's weakness in that division is well, they're not good defensively. Plus, you have like other than the Jets, Oilers, and Leafs. Yeah, you have the Habs that are just falling apart. You have the Flames that are falling off. They're the like I've said, the Flames can't figure themselves out. Yeah. Excuse me. They can't figure themselves out, and they still aren't figuring themselves you out. See themselves They're during, not going to be good. Did you see them during warm-ups the other night against Ottawa? Yeah, I saw that. That was actually hilarious. Yeah. I was like, you know that, you know that like stare that uh, YNW Melly gives like yeah. all the time. Yeah, where he's like looking down, and he's staring into your soul. Yeah, like I had that look when I saw Calgary just having a dysfunctional. Warm up, like I was just like giving like the creepy dude at a bar gonna follow you to your car stare. You know what it reminded me of? What driving like a fucking like six or eight hour car ride to a tournament and like butt fuck nowhere in, in like Quebec somewhere and just like hopping out and have to play a game that night in Saint Andre <sighs> de Angleterre. Yeah, <laughs> some long ass town name like that, and you and not even before that, not even not even like you had to drive six hours. You you had to the the rink's like forty five minutes away from your hotel, which is in the town beside it, and you had to check in. You already spent an hour at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah, no, that that's what it reminded me of, and like, anyways, but but my pick 
for the for the Jack Adams would one probably my dark horse for the Jack Adams would probably have to be Paul Maurice. I don't think Paul Maurice gets it like obviously like the player Paul Maurice is one of those guys that doesn't get appreciated enough by the writers and the reporters, but he gets a lot of appreciation from the players because they know how well how smart he is at operating a team. Like the the Jets might not have the better team, but they will still win the game because they because the other team got out strategized you, you by want, Paul Maurice. You want to hear my dark horse? Yeah, Dean Evason. You Who's probably coach uh, the Minnesota Wild. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, like it's almost a given that, like. Arizona, like like in that West Division, you would have thought that Arizona would have like knocked off Minnesota as to being like the fourth best team in that division. But man, Minnesota's second; they're yeah. twelve six and one. They have a pretty good win percentage. Like they beat Colorado. They can't beat. Uh, I think they came back and beat Colorado or something the other night, like six two or something, right? Yeah. Like they they beat Colorado goals or something. I think. They, they beat Colorado. They they you know they're they they have a pretty solid team. And, yeah, 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 I could I could see that happening as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our half season awards picks. Um. NBA now, I guess. So, yeah, I guess a little quick NBA. Little quick NBA look. Uh. So there's the All Star. I did not see anything about the All Stars. So so you fill me in. On so that. Uh, obviously, I told you last week what's going on. Kind of like they're doing all the competitions during the game, like during the halftime of the game. Yeah. And so they named the players this week who are going to be participating. So the slam dunk contest. We got Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Uh, we got N. Ferreni Simmons from Portland. Casey Stanley from uh, Indiana Pacers. And then the three-point contest, this this one's going to be fun. We got Devin Booker, uh, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Uh, then for... Okay, that's, that's an amazing... Like, that's... I'm already intrigued. Like, I'm going to tune in at halftime just to watch the skills comp. Yeah. Then we have the skills challenge, who is Robert Covington... Uh, Julius Randle, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Nikola Vucevic, and DeMontis Sabonis. And that is our 2021 Taco Bell Skills Challenge participants for this year. Nice. Skills. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Man. I've had a good Taco Bell since I was like, I don't know, like nine or ten years old. I think. Never had Taco Bell in my life. I had it once. At, like Never. I had it once when they had it. Uh, I think they used to have one at Carlingwood Mall or something. They had like a shit, or it was some shit mall in the city, and they had a Taco Bell there. I tried it once. Yeah, Devonta. Uh, yeah, Devonta Sabonis. He's not getting enough enough love right no. now, man. Like, I know he's replacing Kevin Durant, but like twenty one points, eleven rebounds, man. What a sick year he's been having. Um, I love the I love the dunk competition because like. Every five years, it's just ref- – or every three oh. years, it's just refilled with contestants that I've never heard of in my entire life. And then they become super popular and super famous because they went nuts 
during the dunk contest. And then three years later, they kind of have, they either turn into those all-stars or they have like average careers. And then, but, but they'll always be talked about for the rest of their lives as the guys who had crazy dunks. My bad too. I didn't even tell you who's going to be the judges for the slam dunk contest. Please tell me it's not Dwayne. No, we have five former slam dunk champions. We have thank you. We have D Brown, Dominic Wilkins, Spud Webb, Josh Smith, and Jason Richardson. Thank you. At least the judges are like someone who will know what they're doing. Because like, didn't last year like it was like they got a bunch of celebrities. Like they always they have had a bunch Dwayne. of celebrities, and then they have like one or two former uh, NBA players. Like I believe two years ago was. Um... Kareem, I think I, I think Kareem did one a couple of years ago, and then D Wade, who was trying D Wade. Yeah. Okay, it, I bet you D Wade meant to give he did like, a he, shitty he score did. on because he thought he didn't know that everyone else like he didn't know what was it he didn't know that uh, no he did Aaron it on purpose because he wanted uh, a Miami Heat, a Miami Heat player to win. Is that true? In my opinion, it is. Well, then it's not fact. Here's why I think Dwayne Wade gave Aaron Gordon a shite mark on his last dunk, which was probably the most amazing dunk I've ever seen. So I think he was just trying to have a hot take. You know what I Yo, mean? Like, did you, so, Eric- so either two things were happening. He probably thought that Aaron Gordon only needed like three tens or what have you, or like didn't need all tens all across the board. So he gave him a nine and a half, or he thought that um, he would be cool and give a hot take. And I like D Wade thought that he was like hot take fucking skip Bayless and was like, no, you know what? I think I've seen better. And then gives him a shite score. This is what he said. This is what he said about it. Because I felt that Dunk deserved a 9. For the record, a 9 is actually not a bad thing. I thought that Dunk deserved a 9 because he didn't clear him. People are talking about it months later. As judges, we did our jobs. We made it interesting. And it's something that people keep wanting to talk about. Didn't clear him. He still made the dunk. Yeah, I know. Like, did you know Aaron Gordon made a diss track about Dwayne Wade? That's so fucking goofy. All right, now I'm on Dwayne Wade's side. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, imagine writing a diss track over a dunk contest. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm watching it after this. But I feel bad for Aaron Gordon though. Like, guy got. Excuse me. Guy got screwed over. In two straight dunk contests. Doesn't deserve it. Um, so yeah, no, not a Oh, this is very much real. It is facts. He did indeed. Um that's so goofy. I hate how like the NBA is all like diss tracks and shit. Like that's so goofy. Yeah, like that's like some grade ten, grade nine, high school drama shit. Yeah, 
Like you saw your you saw your grade nine girlfriend's Snapchat score go up, so you're like, "Fuck, I gotta write a diss track to to that guy. I gotta gotta write a diss track to Chad." Um. So yeah, anything else about the NBA? No. Uh, no, I got nothing. Oh, actually, actually um, the Raptors. I guess oh. that was that was news tonight. They're missing like all yeah. all their fucking team and the whole all the coaches too. To, are they still doing all right though? Yeah, they're doing all right. They're just uh, they're going to be missing here. I have to go to find where I found this. Uh, so they'll be without the Raptors. Will be without Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. Uh, Makaya Flynn, or Malachi Flynn, my pardon, uh, Pat McCaw, because of the NBA's health and safety protocols for tomorrow games against the Pistons. That is in addition to Nick Nurse and several other coaches being out. Pat McCaw is still around? Yeah. Bro, bro's looking for four chips in five years. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> he was Mr. 3 for 3. Or whatever, four for four. <laughs> yeah. Hit on... Man, that guy... That guy wins at life. That guy should have retired after he won three. He should have just been like, yeah, I've done all I, I need to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm... I've completed my journey here. Just go play... Be like Manziel and be... Go play golf or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dog, want to do some math for me real quick? Yep. 550 plus 150. That's seven. 700, yeah. Oh, yeah, five point. I was doing like point. I forgot to add the decimal. I, I was expecting you to say more, so that's why I was typing it into a calculator. <laughs> All right, legit. Okay, yeah, I made some money tonight. Nice. Um, I just need the lightning to hang on. I've been losing, so I've stopped betting for a while. Man, I keep hitting. I I can't stop hitting. That must be nice. Like my last, like, yeah, it is nice. That's I have not hit on. Little piss baby. I'm not a piss baby. I'm just not gonna lose all of my money. <laughs> Losing money is something that a piss baby would do. Something that <laughs> something that a little something that a little boy would do. Oh, would you shut up, bro? Like shut up, honest to God. Trying to trying to sound like six nine. You a little boy to me. <laughs> you ain't got security, man. You got security. You got your security. If you ain't got if you ain't got this watch on, you a little boy to me. Look at my chain. Look at my chain. Best chain in the game. Like you little okay, boy can talk to me. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite line though. Like whenever he says you're a little boy to me. Bro, isn't he like five six? <laughs> yeah, he's a little boy in general. <laughs> He's a little boy and he's a little boy to all of us. <laughs> he's five foot five, bro. Five foot five. Yeah. Man, 
baseball is coming back. Yeah. That's good to see. Blue Jays played their first uh, spring training game today. How'd that go? Uh, I believe they won. I think it was nice. 4-2. Nice. Yeah, it was 4-2 against the Phillies. Oh. I'm still not paying attention until, like, September. <laughs> I might watch it because there's not much else to watch, kind of. Yeah, I know. Like, during the day, right. like, there's some, they're going to be playing games during the day. and So, might as well just turn it on, you know? Especially we're at home doing school and stuff, so. Yeah, I do that, too. Also, um, so that's sick. Uh, anyone that, like, any... Like, has Bichette or Guerrero or uh, or Springer played? Like, any guys that, like... Springer played and got a single today. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so he can hit without a garbage can. Yeah. Guriel had a hit and a run. Um, Guerrero didn't have anything. Bichette had a base on balls. Yeah, not much else. No, it's like first what? That was like their second game of uh Yeah, they're not gonna play the spring much. training. Uh first game I believe it was. Did they not play the Yanks yesterday? Did they? Maybe they did. No, I did think they, they played the Yankees. Did they played the Yankees Sunday? Yeah, they did, my bad. But they won that game too. And they played the Pirates yesterday. Man, the preseason is like the only time I ever see the Jays play the Pirates. They play the, they play the Yankees more at 6.30, which is kind of shit time. But then yeah. they have a couple of games during the day, so it's not bad. Um, Let's go. Big big win. Um, So, yeah. So, there's that with baseball. And then, footy. We had... Uh, we had our Champions League. We had the first leg of Champions League go by. No, it's, it's still going on. And also, is it not? Is it? Oh, first leg, first leg, first, first leg. leg. I thought you, thought you said first round. No, first, first leg. Um, so that was fun. Um, we had we had Man know. City though. They're twenty-one straight games wins. Hey, right? I know. Today was pretty. Yeah, today was pretty close against Wolverhampton. Though. Yeah, that that made me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so, you know, whenever it was one one and there was like 62 minutes gone, I was like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. And then um, I like went and did something else, and then I came back and I f- checked my bet. Yeah. To see how it how it did, and Man City ended up winning four one. So I was okay with it in the end. I was I felt like a genius for holding on. Fuck! I wish I was like that. I have come up so lucky. You don't even know. Like I, my parlay hit today. That's nice. Again. Yeah. I could use some luck. <laughs> Unlucky couldn't be me. <laughs> Better knock on some wood there, buddy. So. <laughs> um, Watch him never but win a bet again in his life now. Yeah, just like really bad luck. No, I just pick really good teams. But like I, I put them in like triple parlays so oh, that yeah, that's, that's like, the, the odds stack up. And like if you do like games that are pretty much guaranteed to win. 
it's okay. It's all good. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good. And then also, like you said today in Premier League, Man City hung on. Um, not a whole lot no, it's not really. going on, honestly. Like other than JJ Watt leaving, it was like a really boring, really bore, really boring week. It's it's say yeah. I started Sunderland until I died today. I told you that. That's a really and good show. I started watching The Crown. Oh, yeah. That's with Queen Elizabeth and, like, the royal family. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I watched, like, the first I, couple episodes. I only episodes. saw the first episode. Yeah. I saw the first episode. It's pretty good. I Yellowstone's it. I also it. really good. I started watching that. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen a couple episodes, and I like I it. Too. I just haven't really, like, had the time, like... Obviously, when I sat down and watched, excuse me, obviously, when I sat down and watched The Crown, like, that was probably the first time in God knows how long yeah. that I actually, like, sat down to watch the show. Yeah, and I got Crave today, so I'm going to be watching some South Park and Leonard Kenny, so that's kind of sick. Yeah, I ha- I remember whenever I was, like, illegally stream Letter Kenny. <laughs> And I got through the entire first season. And now they're like, what, five seasons in? Like, I'm beyond lost. Yeah, I watched like the first two seasons when my dad had Crave. And then, like, I kind of didn't have Crave for a while. So I I got it today. So I'm going to be getting back into that. I'll just start it from the start. Also watch some South Park because South Park's really good. South Park is pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what about? Uh, I guess we do Pradley Party Game of the Week. This is a very not. This is not a very enthusiastic episode. No, definitely not the same. Definitely not the same as last. Not the week's. same energy. Not a lot happened. Yeah. Oh well, sleep. We're sleepy tonight. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll um, uh, record soon in person, and we'll be able to get. Uh... Uh, we probably will soon. Yeah. Since Lego decided to be a sick dude and expand our bedtime to nine West side, West side, West side. Um, so yeah, probably party. Any picks? You want me to start or do you want to start? I go ahead. <laughs> Fuck, I always have to look for my shit. Like, I'm always so unprepared for this. It's so hard to find odds sometimes, though, like, this far in advance. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I'm going to go to the UFC because I'm going to be watching that this weekend. And I'm going to give you some safe picks here. Uh, we got Israel Adesanya fighting Jan Blahovich, taking Israel Adesanya. He's the favorite. He's going to win that. we also got Amanda Nunes against Megan Anderson. Uh, take Amanda Nunez in that. She's obviously a fucking beast. She could probably beat a dude. Um, yeah. And we got Peter Yan and, and Amarish, uh, Ali, Ali Jamon Sterling. And I'd triple parlay this, and I'd take Ali Jamon Sterling to upset Peter Yan. And I'd parlay that, and you'd probably get some good odds, some decent odds on that. Uh, moving on, I guess, to hockey. got the Capitals and Bruins tomorrow night. I'd probably take the Bruins in that. And we got the Oilers and Leafs. I'd probably take the Oilers because the Leafs uh, 
don't have the goaltending right now. And he's, uh, Frederick Anderson's still hurt. They don't know if they're going to play Michael Hutchinson back-to-back. And uh, obviously he's had some struggles over the years. So I take the Oilers in that. Um, yeah. I'd also go Minnesota Wild. I'd take them to win over the Golden Knights. That's going to be a good It one. is going to be a good good game. And then let's see if we got anything in basketball. Um, we got the Pacers in Cleveland. You're probably safe to take, uh, take the Pacers there. Um, Pelicans and Bulls, I'd honestly take the Bulls, and they're the underdog, so you'd win there. Yeah. They're at a plus two underdog. And then let's see if we got anything in footy. Yeah. Um, Footy, we got Burnley, Leicester City. I'd always take Leicester City there. Uh, Sheffield yeah. United and Austin Villa. I'd take Austin Villa. That game sucks. <laughs> yeah. We got a good game coming up, though. Liverpool and Chelsea. I'd take Liverpool. That yeah, that one's, one's going to be a good one. Yeah. And that would be my picks of the weeks for you guys. Well, oh, excuse me. Um, well, my pick for Parley Party, I'm going to be on the ice, and I'm going to go tomorrow night, L.A. in Arizona. Yeah, I take L.A. They're the underdogs there, and L.A.'s been on fire recently, and every time they play the the uh, the Coyotes, it's just hora de comer, it's hora for, de comer. <laughs> for the L.A. Kings. So <laughs> I, I take that, and... Um, I'd probably start doing some college basketball because we're getting close to March uh, Madness. We're getting very close to March Madness. Oh, we got to do a March Madness episode. Yeah, next we do. week. Next week, Kate. Next week, we're gonna be like super fired up, pumped up to do it, and we're gonna do March Madness. We're gonna give our picks. Maybe we'll try to get a guest guest on next week. Let's see if we can start getting some guests on every so often. Try to run some different we'll episodes, see. We'll... and we'll check that out. We're not promising anything, but we're going to start checking some things out like that. And uh... yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see where we can go from there. But March Madness next um... week, and it will be fun. And because uh... I think they'll have the uh, pools released next week. Yeah, probably. Okay. And then uh, Minnesota, Penn State. You know, that's a pretty exciting. Because both those clubs have improved big time, right? Yep. So I'd probably take uh, I'd probably take Penn State though. Like that's probably the safest bet since they're the since they're the heavy favorites in that one. And um, looking at tomorrow, I the Jazz and the Seventy Sixers. That's going to be a really good one. I think the Seventy Six. I actually think the Jazz come out on top on this one. Because the Jazz are just, they're so good right now. And they're such a wagon. Yeah. Do you want me to so, tell you the rankings currently right now? Uh, give me top Give me top 10. Top 10? We got one for Gonzaga. They're 24-0. We got two, Michigan, 18-2. Baylor's at three, 19-1. Illinois is at four, 19-6. Iowa is at five, at 18-7. West Virginia's at six, at 17-7. Ohio State's at seven at eighteen and seven. Alabama's at eight, twenty and six. Houston's at nine, twenty and three. And Villanova is at ten at fifteen and four. Nice. Duke's not there. But like um coach 
Coach K has just been like blaming literally everything on the pandemic. Duke's not even top twenty-five. I know Duke's so shit. They might go to NIT this year, and that would be fucking hilarious. NIT. Yeah, that's like this tournament. That's like kind of like the tournament of the teams oh, that didn't make didn't March, the Madness. March Madness. They're eleven and ten. That is so bad. I know they're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> they beat Virginia. <laughs> 21 yeah. ranked team. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and games of the week. I'll let you go game first week, on that. I'll let you go first on that. Well, my game of the week is uh, it's going to be Champions League. It's going to be uh, next Tuesday, Juve and Porto. No one really thought that this would be as close of a leg, but it but it is. It's two one aggregate score, and Porto is leading, and they also, but Juve can win on away goals, so it's going to be full on balls to the wall, grind grinded out football. I think it's going to be a great game. So, um, yeah, I'd say if you have if you're able to watch UEFA Champions League, uh. Tune into uh, Uva and Porto. Nice. I'm gonna stay at footy here, but I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna go UEFA, but I am gonna stay with footy, and I'm going to go Liverpool at Chelsea this Thursday in the EPL. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Really good game, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. So. Sick. All right. Well, uh, sorry that this episode isn't as energetic. Uh, we'll bring you next week whenever we do our, our March Madness preview. Yeah. And um, we will uh, talk to you guys sometime soon. Sounds good.